Deal with Omar. I don't even know what episode this is, but today's special guest, how do I introduce him? He's a syndicator. Um, he was a teacher. Um, he's educating the public as we speak now to, and I'll let him speak more on that. Me and him connected at a, uh, I know I haven't said his name. Uh, me and him connected at a an event in the city at the Real Estate Mixer. Shout out to Curtis Quow. I told him I liked his Jordans. He didn't know if he wanted to fight me or if I was being honest, unless, <laughs> unless he do that. Uh, my man, Chris Works. Chris, thank you. Oh, Chris Laura. Thank you for being on the show today. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me, man. And thank you for telling me about <laughs> my sneakers. <laughs> um, and Curtis, shout out to you. You're doing amazing things, bringing wonderful real estate professionals together. together. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Omar came up to me and I had the cement threes on. Everybody yeah. had on a suit and a tie. Yeah. And I went in there with like a regular t-shirt. He was like, nice sneakers. So I looked at him. I wanted to size him up, but he was bigger than me. <laughs> so then um, I followed up on Instagram a couple of days later, and I said, yo, remember me? I'm Chris, the guy you said nice shoes. And he told me, yeah, you had the black cement threes. I'm looking for the white cement threes. And I'm like, all right, this, cool. this guy is cool. It's real. It's real. It, was, it, was, it was a real sincere um, compliment, you know what I mean? Maybe, and we can go into that. Men don't give each other enough compliments. I mean, you know, like with, yo, I like those. Those are cool. I was looking for something like, my, like myself. People don't hear that enough, and, so, and that creates these 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 walls between us, right? And um, but uh, that's not where we're going. <laughs> we're going. All right. So, Chris, tell me a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Um, How did you start? What are you doing now? Um, my name is Chris Laura. Born and raised in Washington Heights to Dominican immigrant parents that came to New York City in the late seventies, early eighties. Um, I'm a kid who grew up on the block, watching everything. And um, playing sports, okay. I played every single sport from stickball, skelly, basketball, football, bingo, and um, sports was huge in my life. That's beautiful. Um, I went to high school, played high school sports, played basketball mainly. That was my first love. And um, when I was graduating high school, I was speaking to you earlier. Yeah. A lot of my friends got incarcerated, or they just dropped out of school, so I didn't have anywhere to go. So when I was looking to pick majors, I'm like, "What is it that I want to do?" And I thought about physical education. Right. Because I love sports and mainly at that time when I became a phys ed teacher, it was because I wanted to save my family and our community, the black and brown community, from diabetes, cardiovascular diseases and obesity. Now you're going back into the 80s and 90s, right? This is the 80s and 90s. No, no. The, the, I graduated college in 2009. All right. 2009. Oh, oh, nine. So 09, oh, um, still, I don't think there was enough health literacy in our in our cultures yet, right? They, they They're like... Why do I have diabetes? Well, we eat bowls of, or pots of rice every day, right? But I'll let you expand on that. You, no, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Like, and it's crazy because, right, like, I went to school to, I got a bachelor's in science and education, how the body moves, anatomy, biology. And then, like, in 2014, 15, like, Jared on subways comes out, and then the fitness industry the blows boom. up and everything like that. And I'm like, yo, like, these people are just on Instagram, like, doing pull-ups and push-ups and they're fitness trainers, and, right? Right, right. Um, so then throughout my tenure, um, I've always loved basketball, became a basketball coach, and um, was fortunate enough to coach one of the best teams in New York City in the last couple of years, and we won the Manhattan Division and all these other things. What school are you? You got to shout a, out. A, a Philip Randolph, shout out to my guy over there, Peter Gonzalez, one of the best coaches in New York City. He's coaching Riverside Hawks right now. Okay. Um, so yeah, man, and then um, I started seeing like, Okay, like, why is it that the community has obesity problems, cardiovascular problems? And I started figuring out that it wasn't the food. It wasn't the nutrition. It was, one, the lack of fitness. And, two, it was 
the lack of knowledge around finances. Okay. Because you are what you eat, right? So like if you think about it like this, my parents, they were getting welfare and coupons all the time. So that could only get you their government cheese. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, I started figuring out, figuring out the symptom was money. Money is a tool. So then I, I quickly put finances, fitness, and nutrition together, and that's how I left teaching because I felt like I was doing myself a disservice in the educational system. Mm. I felt like I was only teaching fitness and nutrition when at the end of it, like we really have to be teaching finances mm. because a lot of people in the world don't even own a credit card. Right. So if you don't own a credit card, how do you know about finances? How do you know about the economy? How do you know about money? So um, all that happened, it was great. I got two masters in public school or prison pipeline. That's a passion of mine because of my friends and my family mm -hmm. members all being incarcerated. And then um, during the pandemic in 2019, oh, we, we spoke about this earlier, my friend and I, we own an entertainment company where we've thrown festivals, concerts, right. huge events in the last eight years. So during the pandemic, that stopped. Right, of course. And I was like, yo, how the hell am I gonna make money? Right, 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 how do I live? So yeah, yeah how do I live? Like, you know, being a teacher, making six, six figures a year was awesome, working half the year was amazing, but like, I always wanted more. And we speak about that, I'm pretty sure we're gonna speak about more, 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 right. more, more. Right. Um, I wanted more, so I was like, yo, how can my money make me money? And I had a friend that he used to tell me in 2014, you're bank friendly, and I didn't know what that meant. <laughs> Right? Right, I'm right, like, right. like, what is this guy talking about, bank friendly? Right. And then I started figuring it out. So in 2019, I took out my pension from the Department of Education. I took out all my money. And um, I had two crazy people, one of them being my cousin and a great friend as a, a teacher. They believed in me. Right. We got our money together, and we did a couple of flips in the Poconos. Okay. And then once I saw that my money was making me money. Well, hold on. Back then, the Poconos were where most Caribbean people went and bought a house because it was you got a lot for your dollar, Right. Mm -hmm. There you go. Just that's why. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> if yes. you're not living it, you don't understand why. So I want to give the people the context why. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And um, Pennsylvania, like a lot of um, communities out there are booming because obviously New York City rent goes up, then Jersey, Connecticut, the secondary cities move up, and then the tertiary cities go up in rent and equity as well. So we did that, and I was like, yo, this is amazing. Like, I made money. And I was able to pay my pension back, still stay with money in my pocket. Oh, okay, cool. Did you get it within the months before you get the uh, the uh, penalty? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know so, what I'm talking about? Well, yes, so yes, yes, For yes. people to understand what I'm saying, <laughs> if you take money out of your pension and pay it back within a certain amount of time, you don't get a penalty. Most people don't know that. Absolutely. Teachable moment. Teachable moment. <laughs> yeah, this is all shit I want to break down for them because they're like, oh, why would he do that? He's going to get penalized. He's going to get a tax, a tax event. No, you're not. No, no you're not. Yes. And, and I want to say, even if you are getting penalized, like the math <laughs> will always math. So let's say that you take out your pension and you buy yourself a multifamily or you do a flip. You already gained money. You, you can pay that back, and you're still going to be left over with a lot of money. You're still over. You're right? still over. Yeah, you're, you're still, still over. Or as in the streets say, we still up. Yeah, we still <laughs> up. And, and, and the best way that I can explain how to use your pension, it's your money. Right. You have your pension in one pocket. You go into that pocket. You take it out, and then you put it in your other pocket. Right. That's the easiest way I could kind of break it down. So people out there, use your pension. And deploy it not to buy yourself J's, even though we all love them. <laughs> Buy, buy something that's going to appreciate, something that's going to go up in value, and then if you put the money back, you put the money back. But even if you take, if you don't put the money back, if your appreciation is superseding what you're going to make on your pension, you're still up. It just, I just want to give people that understanding because they, they, they have a, you know, I don't want to say that accountants and lawyers play defense all the time, but every time you hear it, don't do that because you're going to get, all right, but what about if I could make 40%, like, and, and take a 
10% hit, I'm still up 30, but people don't think like that sometimes. Absolutely, and, yeah. you, and, and, and you know, you alluded to this right now about J's. Mm -hmm. Like, listen, everybody get whatever you want, figure it out, but there needs to be a point in your time where you wake up and you really just gotta sacrifice. Mm -hmm. And you understand, like, yo, I'm not shaving my beard, I'm not getting a haircut, I'm not getting any J's. Make your first investment, whatever that looks like. And then once you start making money off of that, then go get the J's. Yeah. Cause there's good credit and there's bad credit. Mm -hmm. If I got a credit card and I went to Louis Vuitton and spent- oh, you mean good debt and bad debt? Good debt, right. good, good debt, debt and, and bad debt. debt. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, thank you. Wanna, no, 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 I wanna no. clear it up. No, let's clear it up. <laughs> Listen, yeah, good debt, I'm human, man. I make mistakes. Yeah. So there's good debt and there's bad debt. If you got $5,000 in a credit card and you go buy Louis Vuitton or Bir Birkins or whatever, that's bad debt. Yeah. If you buy a house as a multifamily house, whether it's $300,000, $500,000, $2, two million dollars, that debt is getting paid off by the doors and you still have money coming into your pocket. That's great debt. Right. Great debt. On top of that, the asset, which is the building, appreciates, which means goes up in value. You can write off depreciation, which I'm not going to fucking start, you know, but ask your accountant about that. So it's a, it's a tax shield. So there's ways to play it. There's ways to play it. Because, you know, one thing, I think I spoke to my, my last guest about this. We're all trying to make the money, right? But there's a secret about keeping the money. There you go. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, oh, my <laughs> God. Listen, keeping the money. There's only one person that you have to defeat, and this is why I love real estate. The one person that you have to defeat is Uncle Sam. So as long as you learn how to work with Uncle Sam, pay all of your taxes, do what you have to do, mm -hmm. take care of your paperwork, Maybe a couple 1031 exchange forms here and there, whatever the case may be. Tax depreciation in real estate is beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Shows you. Mm -hmm. So, for example, you're making, I'm just using a round number. You're making a million dollars here in your platform on, on whatever your lender or a real estate agent or broker or whatever. You're making a million dollars here, right? And and this is, you know, this is a real example because most of you guys who follow me know, know the stuff that I have. And you have $5 million uh, asset that has a depreciation. Of, I'll use the number of 125 a year. So I'm taking $125,000 a year off the top of my two mil, which I'm shielding, which I'm shielding. So if I didn't have that, I'd have to pay that and give it, but I'm shielding it. So understand, I mean, I, small numbers, 100,000, 100,000, 25,000, like, you know, 50,000, 50,000, 12, 12 that, whatever. But you can try to keep, try to keep what you're making. And I'm not telling you break the law, I'm telling you use the law, right? Use the laws. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, I and mean, th that's what, well, there, there's the game, right? Like a lot of, especially, and that will go into being Hispanic and Latino. Um, when I got into banking in 04, I gave you a little bit of the story back in the day. I was recruited, the gentleman was Jewish. Um, he owned a bank in Long Island. For whatever reason, in America, the most amount of mortgage banks in America were on Long Island. I wanna say it's because we're innovative in New York. We'll just leave that there, right? We're innovators. And um, when I, I was recruited into the business, right? Before that, I had a liquor, I had went to NYU. I made a little bit of money. I. Um, Opened a liquor store, I had a nightclub. So I was I was following like that path of like what you saw on the streets, right? And then I get recruited into this this world. And he's like, listen, how much um how much do you make a year? And he's asking me questions. I I've, I think I've said this before. I was like, well, 110, da, da, da. He was like, you can make five times that here. And he started putting me on. He's like, I'll give you one better. He's like, I can't go into the South Bronx because of me, who I am. I'm one five nine third. That's where my store was. If you can find me properties at a good price, I'll buy them and I'll pay you a real estate broker commission. I didn't know what any of that meant. So I was like, well, what, how much is that, right? Like, cause you know, I don't wanna sound stupid. I was like, what do you, you know, what does it mean? So just to, to further educate people, um, in a liquor store, your markups are between 25 and 35 if you're really good on liquor, if you're really good, and 50 and maybe a little more on wine if you're really good. And what really good means is you're buying top deals and I'm not gonna get into whole business, but anyway, 
those are your top markets. Recession proof. <laughs> right. Um, if not, then real estate, you know, he was telling me, I'm going to pay you 6% on a transaction. And I was like, all right, where's the transaction? So he was like, the sales price, whatever I'm buying for, I'm giving you 6% of that. So I did the math for a while, like 300000 18000 I was like, work? All right, let me try. So boom. You know, I have the liquor store. Everybody in the hood comes to the liquor store. So I'm letting people know, yo, I have, you know, I'm looking to buy a house. I'm, you know, anybody in trouble, I'm looking to buy a house. Guy up the block. Yo, he's from down south. Properties in the Bronx. Nobody's paying him. We do the deals like 275, whatever, some, some small number. And I get paid. Now, remember, the liquor store is cool if you're starting with money. I didn't start with money. I started with whatever I had. I was scrapping. You know, a lot of stuff fell off the truck. You know. Whatever. Do you remember that Club Carbon? Uh, anyway, that's before your time. I'm, 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 I'm older. I'm older. Like, I had to figure it out. Like, I had this, I had this great opportunity. Like, I had this product or this, this um, commodity that people wanted. But where I was, it was not valuable. Why? Because they couldn't afford it. So I had to look for my market. Going, and this is before social media, right? So I'm, I'm calling people. Hey, man, you, you looking for something? Like, he's like, what? And he's like, yo, I got these 150 heels. They're legit. Like, bring me three bottles. And anyway, slowly but surely, I got rid of it. I was doing a lot of plays like that, so I was making money. But when I say people start with money, like Peter Yee, I don't know him personally, but I shout him out. Um, he owns that big-ass liquor store, uh, PJ's, on... On, on 207. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a player. Legend. He'd he be like, yo, I'm buying a million dollars worth of Hennessy. I'd be like, yo, I'll buy 10 G. Like, you know, those are the players that I knew of that I wasn't playing on that. Like, I didn't have no money. I didn't, mm -hmm. my, my family comes from no money. So anyway, I had to scrap. So that's how I scrapped. Um, and I was making money. But um, then getting to this real estate thing, so I make 18000 on the first deal. Were you an agent? Were you a broker? Did you have any license, certifications, anything? I, I owned a liquor store and a nightclub. <laughs> so you made 18000 with no licenses? No licenses because the guy, the buyer, was my guy. He's like, I'll pay you that, and that's what it was. Th that's important for the people to know right? that they can get in real estate without any of these things. Obviously, if you want to be an agent, a broker, go Right, get, if you want to go test. retail to the masses, right? Yeah, yeah. If you want to go to the masses. Look, but, I'll, do, I'll do another one. I, I bought our first house in 2004. I was going to move out with my wife, but my wife was pregnant. And then my mom had just gotten divorced from my stepfather, rest in peace. And I was like, look, mom, I'm going to look for a co-op or a condo. And, you know, she was like, ¿Qué va, qué, qué va pasar conmigo? So I was like, all right, you want to do two families? She goes, yeah. I was like, all right, bet. So I found a two family. I found a two family right around the corner. Da, da, da. It just worked out well. I had no buyer's representation. Um, I met the listing agent. So, again, going back to scrapping, I scrapped everything. I was like, oh, how do you do this? No Google, because that's before the internet. So I'm like, yo, what do you do there? Oh, you got any homeless insurance? Oh, burden. Like, all this shit I'm teaching myself because I want to elevate my family. So boom, we get in there. Six months later, shout out to my aunt, Nilda. She's the queen of lawsuits. She gets a lawsuit. <laughs> yo, quiero comprar una casa. Like, I want to buy a house like you did with your mom. Find me one. I'm not an agent. Anyway, one of my boys had a, had a tax issue. He had a house. He's like, yo, I'm going to sell the house. But I need a statute of limitations over again. Um, I need this amount of money. And this is my money on the table and the rest under the table. My, my, my aunt was liquid. So she was, she was like, bet. So boom, I negotiate the whole thing. There's money, da-da-da. We end up closing. I get a loan, call my man. This is before I actually get in the game. This is before I get in the game. So I'm kind of jumping back and forth in time right now. But I remember the closing. Same building. Two offices, right? The sellers, the buyers, title. I'm, I just learned what these things are. <laughs> And one guy goes, hey, who's that guy? And the attorney tells him, that's the rainmaker. He made it happen. Because I wasn't making no money. It was just for the love, for the family. 
So we end up, we end up closing my aunt buys a house. So boom. So two of us have houses in New York City now, right? And that's how it kind of starts. The first, there has to be somebody to break that. That I don't want to say curse because the I, mold, I the mold. Yeah, somebody has to take that step. Somebody has to take that leap. Somebody has to be fearless, innovative, and honestly, just for my what what really resonates, not give a fuck. Because if I fell on my face. I just pick myself back up. Absolutely. Yeah. So somebody needs to be the sacrificial lamb right. or the superhero. Right. However right. they're going to look at Whatever it. Whatever works. Right. Yeah, yeah. right, right, right. So that was me. That's how it kind of things started rolling. So then, boom, back to um, the real estate. So I find another piece of property. We do another one. It's like, whatever, 20. He has me come to his bank. He owned a bank, right? Saying that out loud sounds weird, but it's so I, I remember this like yesterday. So I walk into the office. You know, his office is all in the back because, you know, obviously, if you're the CEO, you have to be in the back. So I walk into his they walk me into his office, and uh, he's there polishing his shoes. Weird shit, right? <laughs> uh, and he goes, Omar, listen to me. Here's your check. He goes, first of all, good job. And then he goes, how much do you make? And that's the way the question came up. He goes, look, man, I got guys here making five times a, a month. They don't have any education. They don't speak two languages, and they don't hustle like you. He was like, so I'm letting you know, you should seriously consider doing this the doors open you're hired you know whatever so that was my second education so i went to nyu for my first education so my second education i paid my my i have a younger sister i had her man's store and i got another employee and i paid them so i can go learn at the bank and that's where i learned about loan origination mortgage origination systems underwriting de lp all that but I wasn't just like the retail guy. So most guys, just to give you an example, in um in that time, or if I was six or seven, you know, shit was money was fast, right? And the culture was different. And it was getting high, you know, it was like they were like rock stars. Oh, I made two hundred thousand this month. Let's go crazy. <laughs> blah, blah. So I'm like, wait a minute, you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm not hanging with them. I'm from the I'm the only guy from the Bronx. Let me say it that way. I'm the only guy crossing the bridge going out. Everybody's from Long Island, so it was different. And um, I would do this. I would learn. Nobody trained me. So remember, this is just me at a desk kind of learning shit, um, looking up programs. You meet the bank reps. They tell you their programs. They want you to sell their shit. So I'm like, I'm, I'm just taking it in, and I'm selling it. Mm -hmm. And again, Spanish, English, whatever. Um, the good thing about me, I was always real with the client. Like there was a loan called a pay option arm back in the day. I don't know if you ever heard of it. It was a negative amortization loan. So I told clients, look, if you want to pay, like other people selling it, oh, it's only 1%. I was like, no, it's not. I was like, this is the full payment. This is interest only, and this if you don't have enough, you make this payment, but you have options. So when you explain it, it works. Other people saying, yo, it's 1%, da, 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 and then this shit, the balance kept going up. Anyway, so I started closing deals, and then I'm like, I get kind of curious. I'm like, yo, man, I put the paperwork together. I give it to this guy. He goes over there. He goes over there. They go over there to the back, and some magic happens, and, you know, we have a closing. So I go to the back. I get introduced to one of the underwriters who's Cuban, and chain smoker carry. Um, so at night after sales, I would go in the back and learn about DU and LP. They're smoking cigarettes. I'm choking to death and shit. I'm like buying them, whatever they because I want to learn because I know if I could learn this shit, I could do it myself. I don't need to. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I took it. Cause people are like, Oh, you know, seems like, you know, you just came up on top. I was like, no, no, no. Oh, four or five. I sat there. I learned, I learned my eyes burning, trying to figure and dealing with the cultures, right? Like I'm dealing with a. I wasn't like the cool guy. I made money. They knew he made money, but he I wasn't cool because I had a kid. I had kids. I, you know, I was, I was, I wouldn't say. You I, were different. You yeah, were different. I, was, I, was, I just came in with purpose. And and you come from a different community. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and unorthodox, I'm pretty sure they had licenses or certificates. No, well. no, no, none of that. That's before that. That's 08. Oh, 08 that it, happened. I love it. It was crazy. It. it was like Wolf of Wall Street shit. So the thing was that 
I knew like the opportunity. They were just burning it. I was like, yo, I had to bust my ass for hundred thousand dollars a year. Here I am, in three months I made a hundred thousand. That's when I made a decision to leave the liquor business. I was like, yo, in three months, in a year. I was like, if I do this four times, you know, three four quarters, I'm at four. Hell yeah. So the math was easy, the math math. So I was out. Um, but like they weren't on that. Like, I don't know. Like they they it was different. It was, they, they didn't see the opportunity. Not in front everybody of them. gets to see that right. far. Well, that's where I, I, I brought that in. I brought that in for you because we've spoken about this off camera already about how people, some some people, some mindsets are different. And what do you think separates those people? Me, I know me. I came from shit, so I knew when it was like the door was open, I was running through it to hustle it. Yo, listen, listen. I I don't even know because like, we all come from shit. Mm -hmm. if, if we're being honest, right? Like, I grew, I grew up in Washington Heights. You grew up in the South Bronx. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if it was about because we all came from shit and we were all poor, then we'd all be, be a rich million, and we'd all be there, hungry. There'd be a million people doing what we do. So, so it's like, like I, I, I'm still trying to figure out the answer, but it definitely has to do with mindset because I've coached so many kids in sports, so many professionals in sports, and it's the same thing. Like... How hungry are you? Can you see this? Like, do you have a big heart? Do you have a big stomach? Some people, is just it's just in some people. And that's what it just comes down to. Like, we spoke about this earlier. Figure it out attitude. Mm -hmm. There's some people in this world who just got the figure it out attitude. Mm -hmm. You figured it out. And I'm pretty sure that wherever you grew up, there's 49 other apartments in that building. And those people didn't figure it out. Absolutely. So I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I don't know what makes me tick. Mm. And I don't know what does not make other people tick. Well, when did you realize, like, the people, like, I, like, I, we talk about this off camera. I have certain friends for certain things. I have certain friends I have certain conversations with. I have certain friends I cannot have a conversation with because they'll be like, nah, I don't exist, bro. No, you bugging, bro. I'm like, no, no, for real. It, 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 it happens. <laughs> no, 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 you crazy. Okay, so I'm not going to fight with you. I'm going to stop talking about it. Let's talk about something else. Let's talk about, you know, sports or whatever. You, you know your audience, right? So there has to be something. You know, what is it that, that, that there has to be some, some like, I, I feel that most guys that are pushing to be successful have witnessed some sort of trauma, right? Absolutely. So I, th I believe my personal opinion was uh, seeing my mom struggle, mm -hmm. right? See my mom, her feet swollen, her tired, her this, her that. Um, I believe that was my trauma. And not in a bad way, right? Uh, just, I don't want that for her no more. I don't want that for my family. I, how do I get out of that? How do I get out of this? I feel like this broken system, right? Because I remember growing up, Section 8 was like, yo, you made it. I'm like, Section 8, we got on a list to live with a whole bunch of other people. I was like, I don't, that don't sound like, but you know, li listening to my cousins, they're like, oh, yo, I'm on Section 8, I made it, yo, everybody's clapping. You <laughs> now your mom can buy you all the Jordans. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm like, yo, man, I don't know if that, that don't sound like it to me, but I don't, I don't know what really gave me, like, as a kid, I, didn't, I don't know what made me realize that, but I know when I went to college, going to NYU, seeing the way the other side of the world lived, People paying, swiping their credit cards, pay $30,000 bills. And I was like, oh, shit, right? That's different. Yo, That's you opened up a can of worms, man. Because <laughs> the first day that I got on campus, college, I went to this um, st small state school called SUNY Cortland. Okay. It's between Syracuse, Binghamton, and Cornell. Okay. So every weekend I was in Syracuse, Binghamton, or Cornell. Right, the bigger schools. <laughs> right, right, yeah. the bigger schools. And the first day that I arrived on campus, there was this girl. Um, her name was Katie. Yeah, her and I ended up becoming great friends. Her father brought her to Escalate EXT. And freshman. The, the, freshman. Okay. Escalate EXT, the whole family's on there. This girl must have had like a hundred boxes of Fruity Pebbles and Frosted right, Flakes, right. mac and cheese, ramen noodles, everything. Right. 
my cousin. You pulled up with your, your, your bag? Bro, listen to me. No, no, listen to me. This is when I knew I had to change. I showed up in a white cargo van, looking like it was a kidnap van from one of these movies, and I took out no food, no notebooks, 60 pair of sneakers. Oh, shit. That's what you took. Really? That's it. Okay. All I wanted to do was be the flyest guy on campus. Right. But then, you know, like, you have to unlearn. Yeah. And we learn these things because the media is throwing it out. It's TNT. We're watching the basketball game. Then the commercial. The guys wearing the Jordans. I want to be like that guy. I want to be a rapper. Because, you know, in the 90s and the early 2000s, usually they have these um, Latinos and African-American play roles mm -hmm. on TV that is very simple. Stereotypical. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So very the drug dealer, the pimp. The prostitute or the murderer. And it works the same exact way. Like, even, like, a couple of days ago, I was like, yo, to this kid, I'm talking to him, and I'm like, yo, there's this movie. I want you to give me who the character is in the movie. There's a guy running with a mask. Black guy. And there's a guy <laughs> behind him in a, in a suit with a gun running. Who is that? And, like, it just shows you that we're programmed like this. Right. So once you learn unlearn that and be like, ah, like, this is not normal. They're feeding me this. And then... Another thing to what makes you change is becoming an adult learner. Mm. I feel like the more that people want to learn in life, the better that they get because yeah. you had trauma. Mm. You had to learn through that trauma. Yeah, yeah. You and your, and your wife do amazing things and work out every single day. Mm. Y'all not doing the same workout. Y'all learning different workouts, right? right. right? Learning nu nutritional tricks, mental tricks, mm. emotional. And I don't even want to say tricks. I want to say more like tips and strategies. And skills, yeah. Yeah. Skills. So it's like, it's just about wanting to learn and like being that hungry, like something that, for me, it's weird. It's like I come from poverty, mm -hmm. low socioeconomic statuses and everything. I do not know how people are picky. Oh, okay. But they don't want to eat this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, bro, I'm poor. I'm poor. Like, I don't care if you put ketchup on rice. Like, I'm right. eating this. You right. know what I'm saying? Right, right. So it's like if, if you don't have an appetite for food and you're hungry, are you really hungry? Right, 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 right. So, like, for me, like, I'm, I'm starving every day. I eat with my eyes. I eat with my brain. I eat with my stomach. And I eat with my heart. And we okay. spoke a little bit about that, too, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, like it just comes back to, like, not knowing the answer. I don't know why we're here. Right. And I don't know why other people are not. Right, right, right. How did I get here, right? Yeah, like, your college did a lot for me. Right, right. It changes, look, it, it changes perspective on life. You got to right. change. Bro, I went, you know, listen, in 2000, I got to college in 2005. I was still dressing like Allen Iverson. Okay. Stefan Marbury. Yeah, yeah. And Cam. Okay. And Jay-Z. Right, right. Baggy clothes like, and everything. Those are the people I looked up to, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Then I get on campus, I'm seeing everybody wearing like fitted jeans. And I'm like, I got my first refund check. And all my friends went to the mall in Syracuse. That's when Melo was there. Right. And I was like, I saw them buying fitted jeans. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm not buying that. And then I started going to like the... Um, I, I got on the president's list one, one semester. Okay. I ended up getting like a 3.8 GPA one semester. Congrats. Okay. And we had it to like go in there in suits. I'm coming in there like, like, like Carmelo and a, a big, <laughs> big suit and suits. everything. And everybody's fitting. And I'm like, yo, no, like, nah, like I need to change because people are looking at me different. Okay. So you, you were self-aware. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You were self-aware. Yeah, yeah. Right, I've, right. I've always had, um, like been conscious and like always like as an athlete, you know this, like aware of your surroundings, yeah. what are your attributes like and stuff like that. Yeah, how do you measure? How do you compare? Exactly. Right, right, exactly. So it's like, like, it's not that I'm comparing or competing with anybody necessarily, but it's like, what is it that I'm really doing? Because yeah. how people see you is how you're showing up to the world. Right. And you got to read the room, right? You got to read the room. We had that conversation about who wants to be the man. I was like, Yo, I play any position. I've had this conversation with so many different people. Whatever position I got to play for us to win is the play position I'm playing. And that's, I think that we should speak more about that. Let's talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Because, like, 
that's to figure out attitude, mm -hmm. right? Like, if we got, if we're here in uh, Omar's Deli, and we have a person making sandwiches, and there's no mayonnaise, we cannot have a person, oh my God, there's no mayonnaise. Like, like bro, like, Omar's gonna probably go to the next door, buy mayonnaise, figure it out, boom, boom, boom. Like, there's a lot of people that don't have that. Keep the machine going, keep the machine going. There's a lot of people that just like, they surrender. And I read this thing the other day, it's either you quit or you figure it out. Right. It could take you two days. It could take you two decades. As long as you keep figuring it out and you don't quit, you're still winning. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, I feel like, in our community, because these are economics, mm -hmm. money, even fitness. Like, right, let's talk about. I want to break that out. All right. So let's talk about economics. And I want because I, I have a perspective on it. And I, I'm pretty sure you can shed some light on it. Right. So <clears throat> most of the time, I use this term. I, I had a doleful carry on on the show. I don't know if you know what that is. He's mm -hmm. the Bronx Borough President. He worked for Obama. Um, most of the time we're off equilibrium, right? And equilibrium is just balance, right? You're looking for balance in life. And most of the time, if you grow up in a certain way, you're off balance. Why? Because you're always rushing. Why? Because you never have enough, right? So going back to to that. Scarcity I'm, versus yeah, abundance. Right, right, exactly. Um, that, I believe, um, that's why you see some people, they look so tired, right? Like, especially I'm going back to my mom, like the, the generation prior to me, the 50s and the 60s, like they were born in 52, 53, like the... They came from Puerto Rico, DR. They didn't speak the language. They had to take whatever job, because, well, you know, and going back to, yo, are you hungry? All right, so do this job, shoveling shit. All right, I got kids. I got to shovel, you know, whatever it is. And I think I've adopted that, but I also understand high skill, meaning if I know how to do something most people don't know how to do, I get paid a lot more. So I'll do anything, but I'm in this, this parameter of high skill, right? Um, so... It goes back to like, you could work, if you have no skills, you gotta work at Target, or you gotta work at Lowe's, or you gotta work at the deli. All right, well, while you're there, what are you doing? You have to look for a higher skill, a higher paying skill. You, have, you gotta figure that out. It shouldn't be your end all. It shouldn't yeah, be absolutely. your end all. And, and, and everything is temporary. So if you're at the McDonald's, the Walmart, the Target, the deli, like what is your goal? Because right. everything is temporary. Right. I was a teacher. Right. I thought I was going to be a teacher for my whole entire life. Yeah. And so, and for most people, that is the final yeah. occupation. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and look, at it. We're, we're not here knocking nine to fives. No, 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 not like at all. That, that's not what we're doing, and we're not here like pushing entrepreneurship. Mm -mm. We're just here to educate, motivate, and give people information on what avenues they can explore. What avenues that we've explored, and remember, entrepreneurship is very lonely, people. Just understand that. I know everybody thinks it's cool. It's a lonely road, all right? And I, I'm sure you can, you, you can attest to that because sometimes... When you have everybody in your life telling you, that's not going to, you can't do that. That's not possible. You know, even though in your heart you feel, I'm going to make it happen, um, it would, you know, there's something special about having somebody in your corner, right? Saying, yo, make it happen, bro. I believe in you. Yeah. Or, yo, usually it's a, a woman. Usually, you know, if you have a good woman, absolutely. she'll be like that boy, yeah, she'll support you. Um, sometimes your homies, because, you know, I have had friends of mine be like, I don't got the education. Oh, this ain't for you. Don't do this. Do that. Do that. For us. For us. Because maybe... You can give me a, 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 an opportunity. Like, I've had that conversation. Like, when I was young, right, going to college, I was like, and the guys want to, running the streets was cool. In the 80s and 90s, running the streets, that was the coolest shit. Like, those are the cool guys. If you uh, grew up around that, and I've had that conversation with my OG, like, no, this ain't for you, bro. This ain't for you. You go to school. You go to school. Maybe one day you give me an opportunity. He's like, you know, and at that point, because you come from nothing, you're thinking, this is success. You don't understand as your consciousness grows and you grow as a person, you understand. And then how grateful do you become? Oh, my God. Right? 
Yeah, yeah. Look, and look, statue limitations, <laughs> right? It's all about statue I, limitations I, I, right I, now. I was outside in 1996 when I was nine years old, and I saw my uncles and cousins do everything. Right. And I mean everything. There were no cameras. Like guys would open up trunks and this and that. And a lot of my game that I got in this real estate and coaching comes from. You said you had two educations. Mm -hmm. I wanted to add you have three educations because street edge is very important. Just because you have street edge doesn't mean that you're doing street activities. Right. It means that you have the spider senses. Right. So like if you see somebody, like if you grew up in the Bronx and you seen. 10 people get mugged mm -hmm. you know what that kind of looks like so your spider senses are aware right. that's a school of hard knocks right so I, I started figuring things out like and this is why i was so successful in business because the streets sports which we all love mm -hmm. and all businesses and, biz and sports is a meritocracy right the better you do the more the you know the more points you score the better like the more opportunity Absolutely. you can get so i really i feel that i'm i want to say this before you go into the rest of it I believe, I believe there's a reason I play basketball still. I believe that competition builds competence. You measure yourself. And it doesn't have to be, I got to be the best player. I'm not saying I'm not. I'm not, but I'm not saying I'm either. But you know what I'm saying? But because you're up against other guys who are really trying, this is not, nobody's like, oh, it's, everybody's trying, right? It just makes you better. Whether you win or lose, that's another conversation. But the fact that you're in the arena, right, going to that and not out there watching and be like, oh, that guy, he sucks. Yo, man, then get out there and you know do your thing. But I would, I've always taken pride in that that I participate, that I'm in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and also like self awareness and self identity. Like, where on this court do I fit in? Right. What am I gonna do? How can I help my team win? Right. Or I'm, I'm shooting all these shots like on Michael Jordan, and I'm missing. We're yeah. gonna lose. If I'm not score good at scoring, what other things can I do to help us win? Right. But that goes back to yo, whatever position I gotta play. Figure it out, the manies. Right. Right. right? So in, in in real estate, in sports. And in business, there's I saw that there's four facets, right? There's owners, the person that owns the team, the person that owns the block. Right. There's general managers, the person that manages the coaches and the players, mm -hmm. sports and block, right? Mm -hmm. Then there's the coach. Who's the coach on the block and who's the coach in business? Right. And then you have the employees, the players. The players right. Right? So then it's like we're all around this. Mm -hmm. It's just that, like, we're not taught it and we receive it a different way right. i feel like everybody who grows up in the hood understands business because you're walking by it every single day yeah i feel right. that I, at one point in my life i remember hearing a friend of mine who came out of jail mark shout out to mark um he was like yo all these guys who were in prison can run fortune 500 companies he's like because they were running businesses and it's it's true it's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so like, it, it takes a certain skill. Like, obviously, like, when you go into the whole street stuff and everything like that, like, you got to deal with, like, real social Darwinism, survival, and all these other things. And so think about it like this. You're going against cops. You're mm -hmm. going against the ops. And then you still got to sell a product, right? Or whatever it is that you're doing out there. I don't know. Like, I'm, we're not... We're not glamorizing. We're not promoting. We're, yeah, we're not promoting we're not, this. We're not glamorizing this. We're just saying that it's around you. And if you see those things and you can correlated to a real business, a real LLC, a mm -hmm. S-Corp or something like that, then apply it to that because we're all around it. And if you love sports and you're watching the Jets, the Yankees, or the Knicks, you're around it. For example, I got on the phone call with my, other, my, my boy the other day and he's like, yo, Chris, you don't have time to chill with us. Back to being an entrepreneur. Listen, I've missed more birthdays and more holidays in the last four years than I've missed ever in my life. Because when you're an entrepreneur, you, you're working on... There's been times that it's been multiple times New Year's Eve, Happy New Year, and I'm back at work. Right. I've missed Thanksgivings. I've missed Christmases. I remember the first flip that I ever did in the Poconos, it was Super Bowl weekend, and all my friends were inviting me. And I'm like, yo, like, 
I see something I else. I, I see I something yeah. else. I gotta like, finish this. Like, and then, then it's like next week is NBA All Star Weekend. I just missed the Super Bowl. Yo, Chris, come through. I'm like, yo, bro, I can't, bro. Like, I'm really on a mission. I'm on a mission. And then when you know you flip that crib and everything like that, now your friends start looking at you like, yo, how did you do that? Right. Well, um, you at All Star Weekend, bro. I was working. So yeah. it's either are you the sacrificial lamb that's mm-hmm. sacrificing everything and putting everything on your back, or are you the superhero? Are you a genius or are you crazy? Same thing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing, right? There's so many analogies. We can use <laughs> yeah, all of it, yeah. right? To steal from Kanye, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, every genius is called crazy until he's proven that he's a genius, right? So um, I told you a few things about what I did for my family, um, and I'm still doing. Um, how did you first impact your family? Like, you did the flips in the Poconos, right? Yeah, before the flips in the Poconos, I'm the, I'm the first person in my... For college? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's me it. Me too. No, me too. Me too. So yeah. um, it's, it's crazy. I just walked my father through one of my properties in New Jersey three weeks ago before I started like doing the refurbishing and the renovation on my own. Okay. And I was telling my father like in 2018, like, yo, bro, you can buy this and then you will retire. You get $3,500 a month. Right. And that could be your retirement plan. That's your pension, but it appreciates and it goes up every year. Right, right. He couldn't see it. Right. Just like all of our he, friends couldn't he see didn't it. Believe it. He didn't yeah, believe yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. You're crazy at that point. You're crazy. Are you crazy? Yeah, you're crazy. You're crazy. Kanye, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, crazy crazy genius. Yeah, yeah. Then I come back and I bring him back for Thanksgiving. Okay. So like, you have, so just to open that up, you um you ended up buying the property? You raised the money with your yeah, friends? Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. I bought this property on my own. On yourself, okay. So so after I flipped in the Poconos, right. I'm like, this is cool. I made money, but like I want consistent cash flow. Right. So I knew that flips weren't for me anymore. Okay. Like if, so if how I'm many gonna, did you do? How many flips? I, I did three flips. Okay. Right? I did two within eight months, and then the third one I did, it was, I did three in about 14 months. Okay. Okay. Right? And then um, I was like, yo, damn, this is a lot of work. Right. And I always hated working with my hands mm-hmm. because my father, he doesn't know how to read or write his own name in English or in Spanish. Wow, that's big. At all, at all, to, to this day, right now. So when he came to the, the United States of America, he'd been a factory worker. So I always associated like hard labor with stupidity. Okay, okay. That's a big statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I always wanted to think with my brain, right? right? That will come back to that. But then like now that I got my own properties and all these other things and I have a blessed body, I'm so thankful to be like scrubbing on my knees mm-hmm. and like painting and all these Being other things. Being able to do it, right? Yeah, man. Right. You know, like sometimes some of that trauma mm-hmm. and like, you like I'm seeing my father working in a factory, and we only get to eat good on Wednesdays because he gets paid on Tuesdays. I'm like, nah, this is not what I'm doing. Yeah. So initially, like I already knew I wanted more, mm-hmm. and it starts with that. I think it starts with just wanting more, wanting more. Right, right. So then now, so go back, wait, wait go back. You walking him through the process. So I'm walking through. Right. I walked him two weeks ago. So then I walk him back after I'm putting in work and everything like that, and I'm teaching people on my Instagram, Chris Works, mm-hmm. how to do this for like twenty five dollars, right. like how to do this for like five thousand dollars in total instead of going to somebody for twenty thousand right. dollars. Just how Omar started real estate back and whenever he started, he didn't have a license. Correct. So anybody can do this. Correct. Now he's looking at me. He's like, "Con yo mío, si yo había supido," and I was like, "Yeah." He tells me, but I didn't know. Right. And I said, "I didn't know either." Yeah. We just figured it out. The crazy thing is, you know, and we can go down this rabbit hole. Is it by design or is it by just because we don't have the resources? Why would we know? Right. It's a double edged sword. Right. Yeah. And and look who taught you, bro. It wasn't your first grade teacher, your middle school teacher. It was a Jewish dude that knows about the economy. No, it was a guy who needed my color to go into my community. And I'm not mad about it. Right. Because I took my education. I was like, all right. So. 
you need me to do this, I'm gonna do this, and you're gonna make money, and that's fine. Like, you know, okay, let's go, let's step, let's take a step back again and talk about wanting to be the man, right? Like, if I was somebody else, I'd be like, yo, I bought you, I found you these properties, I want half. I got no money put into this. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I knew my position. Yo, this is what I need you to do for me. This is what I will pay you. How many people you go up to, and I'm sorry, younger generation, but I'm talking to you. Oh, but I want to be the owner too. I was like, all right, you got money? No, I don't got no money. Why would you want to be the owner? Yo, let me tell you something. Before <laughs> I did my first flip in the Poconos, this is what happened. I had five of my friends. I was the sixth one. I had five, five of my friends. Mm -hmm. Y'all don't know who y'all were. Five of my friends. I invited. Wait, they're not friends people. anymore? Uh, some of them might not be friends at all for the rest of my life. Maybe two or three of them might be friends. So I knew that these guys had $50,000. Okay. It wasn't a question of if they. You I knew, knew. You knew. I right? knew. Whatever it was, that they did, I knew. Yeah. Right? So I was like, I know I'm a man of integrity. Mm -hmm. I'm a man that could be trusted. These five dudes in the room together, they might not trust not each so other. Much. But like, I'm the bridge. I right. could bring it in. Right. So I brought these guys over to my house and I'm like, look, listen. We got to do a real estate you did a presentation. Do the presentation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I had, I'm, I'm a teacher. Statue of limitations. I did not steal that chart paper. I borrowed it. Right? I got chart paper. Everybody, at that point, I think two people already had, like, FHAs, and one person had a conventional loan. Okay. So, so they, they were buying stuff already. Yeah, yeah. So right, they had they multi-families. They knew how this kind of worked. Exactly, right, right, right? right? So they were talking about what their cash flow was, like, 3200 a month, right, right. 26 or what, whatever they whatever did in the the flips. Right. And then some people just didn't know what to do. So I'm like, yo, look, listen, we got this person, we got this person, we got this person. Let's just figure it out. Mm -hmm. I wish I would have known you then. I would have got the hard money. Okay. <laughs> right? Right, right. So we come to my crib one time, and I'm like, yo, look, listen, every single Sunday, let's meet here at 11 a.m. from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. My mom will cook lunch, breakfast, dinner, whatever y'all need. We'll figure it out, and we'll just keep going. Let's chop, yeah. Came the first week, the second week, nobody came. Nobody can. Nobody. Nobody text yo. Oh, not text. Call you. Like, not even. Not even to cancel. Oh wow. Okay. And I'm somebody like this is like something that like going back to respecting your time. Okay. Yo, listen. I've had a lot of money, and I know you too. Mm -hmm. And I've blown a lot of bags. I've done blown thirty thousand dollars in live, twenty thousand in Vegas in one weekend. I've done bought all the Louis Vuittons, all the Gucci. Those, I those could get clubs. all. <laughs> I could get all that money back. I can't get one second refunded. Right. Right, absolutely. Right. So like when I'm like, thank you for having me on the show because time is valuable. You can't get one second back. So when these guys like they didn't show up to my house, when they showed up the first time, I'm like, so then why did you show up? Mm -hmm. And I, two of them gave me like that feeling. They were just pocket watching. Mm. Like you guys know what that means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> they didn't want to like be in on the deal, but they wanted to know what was the deal. Right. What is it that they're doing and everything like that. And I've always been somebody who like. One of my best friends, her name is Nydia. She's always told me, Chris, you intimidate a lot of people because you never give up, mm. a.k.a. the figure-it-out attitude. Right, right. So at this point, check this out. I'm a phys ed teacher. Right. I'm opening up the school every day at 6 in the morning. We're having basketball practice. I'm bringing professional basketball players oh, yeah? to come practice with us in the morning. Okay. I'm bringing Division One players to come practice with us in the morning. And, like, two of my friends are coming to my school. Mm. Okay. Like, these are my friends. Right. At that time. Mm -hmm. And they're like seeing me play basketball from 6 to like 7.30. First period starts at 8. Mm -hmm. Then first period is basketball. Only the basketball team got first period. Right. First period ends at 8.45. So now my friends are seeing me play basketball from 6.30 to 8.30 in the morning every day. Mm -hmm. Then they're seeing me change for 15 minutes. Then they're seeing me walk, my, my second class walk in, and I'm taking attendance. And they ask me, this is what you do? Every day. Every day. <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, every single day, bro. And they're like, yo, you get paid six figures to do this? So then I'm like, 
more the pocket watching. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, bro, you know, like if, if you want, I can hook you up. Right, right. I can hook you up with a job or whatever the case may be. Yeah, 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 you know, I'm always, I'm always trying to give game and share the resources because this is for everybody that wants it. And let me, let me say this: not everybody's trying to help give game out. Like that, that's a big deal. You know what I'm saying? Usually, they're usually people from what I've seen, especially on social media, are giving game to sell you a course. I don't have a course. Me None neither. of my people have courses, right? We just. We're just giving you our experiences and you take this and you apply it in your life and go make it happen. And if you make it happen, yo, tag me. I'd love to hear it. Yeah. yeah. Because, yo, and this is something that I wanted to talk about too, like Gordon Ramsay, right? That's, that's a cook, right? Yeah, yeah. He's giving you a Top recipe. Chef. Yeah, he's giving you a recipe. The first day that you take that recipe and you cook, it's not going to come out like Gordon Ramsay. Right. So the first real estate deal that you do is not going to come out like ours. You perfect. just have to use the ingredients that we're giving you and use your tools to make it what it is. Right. Yeah, because it took so long to get us here. Right. And, it, and and even being here, people were skeptical. Right. Mm-hmm. They were like, you're going back to your father. Right. He's like, nah, nah, you crazy. Go ahead. And then you did it. And then he's like, oh, you should have told me. But pop, I did. Right. It becomes like when I tell any of my friends, I'm like, I'm just telling you what I'm doing. I'm not telling you you have to do it, too. But I'm telling you that if I'm flying private and you're not, this is might be why. And if you want to get down, let's get down. If not, that's cool, too. I'm still going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and it's going back to being lonely. And I don't mean that in a way that I'm lonely, I'm sad, I'm not. But I understand that my path is not for everybody. And it takes few. And that's why when you meet people like yourself, and when I meet people, I'm like, he understands it. I want to talk to him. I want to talk to him more because it's, it's hard sometimes to talk to people that don't understand it. They don't get it. They're like, it's like you talking in Spanish and I'm talking in English and you like, you don't understand each other. You're like, okay. You know, like you really can't appreciate it. So, so, so then, like you see, like back to that flip to doubt thing, right? Yes. So I'm looking at these things, and I'm looking at the people that are investing, signing up for it, whatever the case may be, and I'm like, I right, like all these people are investing, and these are flips. Mm-hmm. How much money can you really, really, really pull out of this? Like, how much juice can you squeeze out of the tangerine? And for me, like, because I understand economics and money, I'm like, yo, like this might not be a lot unless these guys are really buying like multifamily units, right? Big, big. Big, big, big right? right? Right, So then what I did was, from right there, I just went into syndications. Okay. And that's when I was like, my whole world blew up because I did a flip. I bought my first um, investment property in Patterson, New Jersey, mm-hmm. um, a three-family with four storages, right? Okay. I had a basement storage, and then I had a garage that I split up into three. More doors. That's the name of the game, more right. doors. I think you put it up on Instagram yeah. recently, right? Yeah, yeah. and, I, and I, that, that's one of my properties that I'm working on right now, and I'm just showing like the everyday person that the everyday person can do this. Right. Eventually, I'm going to... I'm coming into my four-year anniversary of my first flip in the Poconos. I'm going to be uploading that as well. Oh, nice. And um, I'm also doing a lot of multifamily syndication, capital raising, and all these things. I'm just trying to feed the people slowly and gradually build up. So they can understand. Exactly, because it's differentiated instruction. So we need to modify it to some degree and then keep on going up. Yeah, and keep it digestible. Right, right, right. Right. So um, after I did my flip, I went into the... Syndication, you said. No, no, I, I bought the, my personal, my personal property. Okay, and then I'm like, okay, this is four units. This is making me five thousand dollars a month. Like, what's next? What's next? What's right. next? More, <laughs> more doors. Yeah. So then I started looking at the difference. What's the difference between four doors and forty doors? Right. And then you know this very well. What's the difference between forty doors and four hundred doors? The zeros. Mm-hmm. Economies of scale. That's my shit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The zeros. Yeah, the zeros. So then I started looking into it. I, I listen. For the people who are out there, there's only two ways that you can really learn. Three ways. You either put everything down to the side and you sacrifice and you do it all on your own. The sacrificial lamb or the superhero where you're the one that's going to put everything on your back and do it. Pick your costume. Right? (laughs) 
or the other way is you pay for it mm -hmm. with education or you get a mentor. Yeah. Or you collaborate. And going back to what I say, just whatever position you need to be. It can't Bingo. be, I'm the captain or I'm the, yo, bro, it doesn't matter who I am. We still, we still eat off the same plate. Right? Yeah. So that becomes a thing. So so then um I started looking at scaling because I've always like wanted more, 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 more. So once I started looking at scaling, um, I'm like, ah, like, what's this multifamily syndication thing about? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay. So I don't need a license. I don't need any money unless I want to be a limited partner and invest in this deal right. or GP, right? Which we'll speak about that another time. I was like, what is it that I can do? I'm around professional basketball players. I'm around lawyers, doctors all the time. I'm eating at these steakhouses. I'm like, yo, I'm around money. Mm -hmm. I'm always around money. I'm around you, right. Right? right? So then I'm like, okay, like this kind of makes sense. Then I had a bad situation where one of my friends was doing a flip and I put money down. He paid me back my initial investment, right? but he did not pay me any profit. No, 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 no. So, so like, you didn't take an L, but you didn't make the money. Like, like yeah, but like, it was supposed to be something. I lend him the money, like I loaned him the money for two months. Right. He said he was gonna pay me back. I ended up taking eighteen months. Okay, okay, year and a half. Yeah, time is money. Yeah. So I lost time and I lost my money because my money wasn't moving for it me. Wasn't working. Right, right. Um, a dollar that's not moving is a dollar that you're losing. Money is what money does, and that's what we need to start understanding as a society mm -hmm. that money is a tool. All this shit about people talking about money doesn't make me happy. Maybe you're right. Mm -hmm. But money will definitely make you less stressed. Yeah. Yeah. Because if your mother's in the hospital, you got money. If you got to pay bills, you got money. So all this about not making happy or whatever, cool. The first real estate deal that was ever made in the whole entire world, this is how back I went into real estate and how back I went into money, was a caveman. A caveman took a rock, he put it down, and he said, this is my home. You can't live here. And then, another, and then another caveman came, took a rock, and put it down. And that was development. If you really, like really, 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 really into real estate and you really understand it, it, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, there's probably a tree where, like, bananas or mangoes or something like that. And then the first community was, was ever built. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then it's like, what's the most important thing in the United States of America? The dollar. Right. Second, oil. Mm -hmm. And third, data. That's what we're at war right now for data, right? So the number one product in the United States of America is the dollar. The number one product that the United States of America has to protect is the dollar. Right. So if the value of the dollar is going down, they have to protect that. Mm -hmm. If money's printed, they have to make sure that it's being used. Mm -hmm. So now once you understand, okay, these cavemen are here, money is the number one product, and this is why they're going to war for. Like, you start kind of putting things together about like, okay, like, why did the war in Iraq happen? Okay, they were messing with the oil. oil yeah. Boom. Like, all right, like, why is it that we're not doing this? Or oh, Brinks, this, that. Like, yo, I geeked out. Right. So, like, you know, we spoke about this earlier. Like, there are a lot of great events and a lot of great things happening in the world. But sometimes I'll be going to these events and I'm, like, just speaking to agents and brokers. And I'm like, damn, like, this guy just wants to get somebody in a rental. This guy just wants to, like, sell a house. And I'm like, yo, bro, let's talk about money. Like, let's talk about the geeky shit. Right. Like, I've gone so far into economy on some, like, Steve Jobs shit that, like, I've lost a lot of friends. <laughs> <laughs> because they'd be like, yo, you're, you're, you're a psycho. You're, right, you're right. a weirdo, you you're know? losing it. <laughs> so back to all that, like, well, I say all that because once I started figuring out what money does and that real estate is one of the strongest asset classes, if not the as strongest asset class in the world, 
I started figuring about syndications. I'm like, okay, so what is it that has to be done here? Boom, we need underwriters. Underwriters are people, you know, that put the math together, do the information, find out how much the rent the, is going for. The risk for. to reward ratio, stuff like that. Right, right yeah, 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 all that, all the math uh, and all these things, right? Then we got asset managers, the people who are protecting the asset, in charge of it, the superintendents hiring everybody, right? Then we got the capital raisers, the people who need to get the money for this deal to go down because this property might cost $6 million, but we need to raise one point five to put down. Right. So right. who's raising that, right? right? And then limited partners, right? Mm -hmm. Lawyers, at professional athletes, doctors, they don't have time to be doing a flip and working with their hands. Mm -hmm. So now it's it works together. Like you keep saying all the time, what's my role? Yeah, yeah. So everybody What part has of the team am I on? That's it. Exactly. That's it, yeah. And then like what's safe about syndications is that the SEC is involved. So you literally have to like... <laughs> Go through a process, sign out some questions, figure out where is it. Are you an accredited investor, first and foremost? Because people don't even know what that is. Right. Quarter of a million dollars or more in terms of wealth. But I'll yeah. let you break that down. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Like, so there's, there's um four ways you can be an accredited investor, right? The first way is if you make $200,000 on your own, if you make $300,000 with a spouse, and the last one is if you have $1 million in real estate assets that is not your primary home. Right. And then the fourth one is a special exam that you have to take that I don't even really like, talk to people about because... Right. Nobody's going to take it. Exactly. So I started understanding these things and figuring these things out and then like understanding that money is everywhere. Yeah. Like for you people that live on 159th and 3rd where that liquor store used to be at, if you go downstairs and you talk to the Arabic that owns the deli, he's an accredited investor, he doesn't know. If you go to Foot Locker... Or the next to the supermarket, he's an accredited investor. He doesn't even know. Mm -hmm. If you go down to a game and you're sitting in the suites, he's an accredited investor. You don't even know. So it's like the reason that we're not allowed to speak about money in this world is because not everybody can go to the top. It's a pyramid. Mm. So, like, unfortunately, as unfortunate as it is, we need people at the bottom. And the people that are at the bottom are the people that are just less educated. Yeah. So that's why you, you are here doing a great service to our culture, to our city, to our world, and educating the people and motivating them. Yeah. Because, listen, this is not in school for a reason. Right. right. When schools were created, back to my prison-to-pipeline educational background, right, and all my friends that got locked up, and I was figuring out why they locked up. When schools were created, the Carnegies created the school system in order to be able to educate people enough to do what they wanted them to exactly. do. Exactly. So, like, yeah. you're going to come in here, you're going to punch in, yeah. you're going to punch out, and you're going to be educated on how to take orders on a superior. There's no difference in jail, right? right. Like, you go to jail, same lunch. Mm -hmm. You got to respect the superior and all these other things. So it's like, school systems are not going to teach you this, but self-education is important. We got YouTube University. We got Google University. We got podcasts. Like, el que quiere puede... El que puede quiere. Yeah. I tell my kids all the time that school is not so much about the education, especially college, because college has been demystified for so many people. Like, oh, it sucks. I was like, look, it's not so much about what you're learning there, right? Um, because what you learn and what you get your degree in, it may not be what you do for a living. It may have no relation. I was like, but it will teach you how to time manage. It will teach you how to make a deadline. It will teach you how to get up and do shit you don't want to do in a certain amount of time. That, to me, the discipline it teaches you, is the, the concept of school for me. Yes, for me. no, no. College is the greatest and closest thing to being an adult without the bills. 
There you go. You got to do your laundry. You got to figure out how you're going to eat. You got to meet these deadlines. I love college. Right. But college is not for everyone. Correct. Like, and, and this is me as a teacher. Like, I knew the student that wasn't going to college. I knew the student that was on the block. I knew the student that was facing the drama, drama and the trauma in his house. And, like, for all my students, I'm, this is going to go up on Instagram and YouTube everywhere. Yeah, 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 listen. If you ever got locked up, and I told you you was going to get locked up. And I told you I was going to visit you. And I told you I was going to put $100 in your books. Comment underneath this. Oof. Because there's more than a dozen of you motherfuckers out there. And I love y'all all. And I told them. And it, my homie, you already know, we spoke about it last week when you came home. This is like a little kid. He's probably one of the most talented basketball players I ever coached. Really? One, one of the most talented. And... um. You know, it just didn't work out for him or whatever the case may be. He hit the streets or whatever. So, like, I ended up, like, running into him in 2016. Mm. And I'm like, yo, like, what are you really you doing to? out here, yeah. bro? Like, <laughs> like you're making, like, $200 a day being out here in the freezing cold. He was like, $200 a day? I'm making $2,000. I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like, Inflation, yo, I'm, bro. I'm like, I'm like, yo, respect, <laughs> respect. So now he's like, yo, Chris, you're not going to come over here and talk to me about getting a job at Target. It's literally, he said Target. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, big bro, do I look like an idiot? Mm. You're making more money than me and all the teachers across the street. Mm. I'm here here to tell you that all the money that you got that's cool keep doing what you got to do if that's what you got to do but make a plan have a plan an exit have a plan yeah. an exit plan an exit right. strategy right. like right so like i told them like yo listen if you get locked up this is 2016 if you get locked up you already got a kid you already see how these dudes are right here like they complaining about putting commissary in their best friends and that's your best friend Right. So if you get a house right now, bro, just give me twenty thousand. This is in twenty sixteen. Give me twenty thousand, and I'm gonna help you out with this. He was like, "What you gonna help me out with?" I'm like, "I'm gonna help you buy your first property in New Jersey. You're gonna make two thousand five hundred dollars. A thousand five hundred dollars is gonna go to your baby moms and your baby to pay the rent and everything like that. Five hundred monthly is gonna go to your commissary, and then the other five hundred is gonna be put to the stash. So when you come home, you got money." So you had you had given him a plan. Yo, I gave him the game, the plan, the everything, bro. <laughs> he comes up to me like this is like two 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 Christmases ago. Like I guess it's like his going away party. He's clubbing at the club or whatever. Wow, partying or whatever. It all, blowing it all. Yeah, he's about to go inside and stuff. Like turn himself in, and I see him the next day. He was like, "Yo," he puts his head down. I'm like, "Yo, bro, don't put your head down, bro. I'm still gonna give you that hundred dollars, and I'm still gonna give you that visit." And that happened. And then um, he came home. I'm, I linked with him last week. I'm like, "Yo, bro, like." what's your plan yeah and he was like yo now nah, like i really want to buy a house like you told me and everything like that because i got this thing that's called the landlord mm -hmm. lord of the land he read the book yeah okay no 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 no. like i don't we don't have no books we're not selling that right okay. like, uh, this analogy that i'm telling him I'm like, yo, bro, you gotta be the lord of the land if right. you own the land which you don't really own the land if you know right like you'll be better off right so he came up to me he was like yo but i want to buy my first house he understood he, he finally understood he had to go away Away from every, all the noise and, and kind of look at it and look, at, look deep and kind of understand. Right? So it, it just goes back to like money as a mindset and money as a medicine and money as a tool. It's how you use the tool. Money was made to be recycled mm. and to keep flowing. Not to, not to touch too much on the, on the hood, but we are there. So I feel that sometimes like people that come from really, really low economic, be, uh, low, low economic means, right? Like, like the typical bends in front of the projects, right? I feel like sometimes they'll do that because first they don't understand economics. So let's just put that outside. But it's almost like a reflection of their self-worth, right? They want to feel good. And they feel like this is the closest thing to they're going to get. A material, an item. Yeah, yeah this is the closest thing I'm going to get to feeling good, this. 
And it's because in our community, like in the 80s and 90s, how you were talking about in the early 2000s, we're glorifying athletes and rappers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in the early, in the, yo, listen, Jay-Z dropped 444. He's talking about art pieces. He's talking about real, real estate. estate. Gone wrong. He's talking about yeah. trust. He's talking about all these things, right? Mm -hmm. So like, did you grow with Jay-Z as an artist? Mm -hmm. Are you listening to Jay-Z when he's 50 mm -hmm. and giving you the game? Or are you still stuck in Blueprint 3 where he's like 35 and he's still running around? So did you grow with the artist or did you stay in that time? Yeah. A lot of times you glorify the Benzes, the this, the that. Yo, look, listen, bro. I'm going to get the Benzes. I'm going to get the collection of Rolexes. I'm going to get all those things. But what I understand now is that money moves and the money got to make me money before I get any of those things. I haven't bought Jordans. I haven't bought anything in the last two years. Okay. Because I'm locked your mission. in. Your I'm, mission. So, I'm so locked in and I know. I already know. So it's like, Think about it like this for you people who want to just like begin investing. Mm -hmm. Get your first investment. Mm -hmm. Get a multifamily. This this house is going to make me $3,000 a month. Now that house makes you $3,000 a month after everything is paid off. Boom, your rent and your car is paid off. Get yourself another house. Now that car, that house buys you and your kids and your everybody drip. Yeah, if that's what you yeah, want. Yeah, but like, true. let the money work but for it spits, you. It spits out you every month, right? But the, here's the big thing, right? <clears throat> and this is me uh, personal too. So... As I began my accumulation of things, right? <laughs> when I say accumulation of things, I mean, it could be anything, cars, buildings, whatever. Then the second part became ensuring that I was ensuring all those things. Because now, now I'm at a point in my life where I'm like, all right, if I went tomorrow, not that I think I'm going to go tomorrow, but I want to make sure because my kids, my sons aren't built the way I was built. So, like, they're not built with, like, yo, what are we going to do? Like, so I'm setting that plan up, right? Um, but then also the third part becomes liquidity, Right. Keep it all on scale um, and understand as you accumulate things that your liquidity levels have to rise. Like you have to know what your six month burn rate is. And if you don't know what these things are, please Google it. And I'm really trying to help your burn rate. Like if I can't work today for six months, how much money I need to mm. just, just live. These are numbers that you're going to have to quantify and then calculate and then hit before you go on your little adventures of, you know, I bought this house, I bought that house, because things go wrong. Things and, go wrong. Yeah, and, and like, yo, there's so many strategies and there's so many ways to do it. There's not one way to do it, right? Mm -hmm. But like, a very simple way that you can identify what your expenses are, don't waste any money on your debit card. For the whole month, put all your money in that credit card. Pay everything on the credit card. Pay the light, pay the rent, pay the grocery stores. Now you know, you go three, four months doing that, mm -hmm. you kind of average out like, okay, this is how much it costs every single month for me to live. Right. Now you got your debit card, you got paid, pay that off, get the reward points, so figure it out, get the credit increase. But with a credit card is good because you're keeping it right there and you have to pay that all off. Yeah, and I want to speak to the people about this. Don't look at it as a depressing thing. Think of this as an education because everybody, oh, I don't want to look at my bills. Get me mad, bro. Then you figure out how to earn more. That's the solution, right? Figure out how to earn more. But if you know what your monthly burn rate is, then you like you're working with a, a sense of, of of consciousness of your life. And and if you're a father or a husband or whatever, and you have people that depend on you, it is your fiduciary duty to know that because people depend on you. Yeah, you know yeah. And, and, and it's so difficult, man. Like, I know that we're speaking a lot about money and economics, but, like, yo, we're speaking about this because this is the medicine. This is what is going to free you. Like, why are you, like, I just think about my father, right? My father used to leave my house at 5.50 in the morning every single day, and he'd get back home at 5.50 p.m. every single day. Or 12. 12. 12 to 12 half, every half day. day. Half every day. day. You sleep 8, 
That's 20 so hours. I'm, I'm, then I'm like getting home at 7.30 from basketball practice. I'm taking a shower. I'm eating. I, I barely saw my father my whole life. Yeah. So it was like, I had a great conversation with one of my closest friends, Wellington, the other day. And he's like, Chris, I'm not passionate about real estate. I'm like, neither am I. <laughs> and he's I like, know, I just know it's a tool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm like, so I'm like, yo, Wells, what are you passionate about? And he's like, I'm passionate about my daughter. For all parents, just like we spoke about with you earlier, you're yeah. passionate about your kids, right? Yeah. And I'm like, okay. So then if you're passionate about your daughter, bro, how are you going to be able to provide a lifestyle for your daughter that you never have to live? Because right now you're a great teacher, you're a great softball coach, probably the top five New York City softball coach high school. Okay. Your daughter's eight right now. When your daughter's 12, 13, 14, 15, and she got those games, are you going to be practicing for your team and yeah. going to your team's are games? You gonna watch or are you going to watch her? Because if you had doors, you'd be all right. So he's like, Chris, I'm fine. I got three doors. I'm good with that. And I'm like, yo, based on economy, the number of doors that you really want to have is 30. Mm. So he looks at me like, <laughs> I'm like, he like, yeah, but that's not for me. That's not my passion. I'm like, yo, bro, this is a vehicle. Just like your pension is a vehicle and just how you get paid weekly is a vehicle. 30 is the magic number. On average, about $1,000 a door. That means you're making $30,000 a month. You take a couple of losses here and there. Let's say that you get $360,000 a year. You take a couple of losses, maybe $250,000 because of the tax, depreciat tax depreciation. We spoke about that earlier. Right now, you got rent. You got this. You got that. What else? A babysitter in New York City costs $70,000. And you're still at top 10% of income earners in America at that number. Right. At that number. Right. So and you're still living a, a life that's well above yes. the median. Yeah. So now you got 30 doors. You're at $30,000 cash flow. Rent never went down one cent anywhere in the world. No, it always goes up. In five years, that 30000 is going to be 40000 Yeah. That 40000 is going to be forty two, and it's going to keep on going. Do you want freedom for your daughter? Do you want your daughter to be able to go to her daughter's game in the future? And he was like, you don't know what you did to me. You messed up the way I look at life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was like, yo, like, this is just me showing you. Like, this is just like, if you have a headache, you have to take a Tylenol. Right, right. Everybody has bills. Right. <laughs> you have to pay bills. On scale, one or, one or another. Yeah, the so, richest people, the, the not so richest people, they all have bills. Everybody's in real estate in the world. Right. Every single person, every single there. person is in real estate. Whether you're renting your apartment, whether you own your house or whatever, everybody's in real estate. So where are you on the board? Are you a pawn? Are you a rook? Are you a king? Are you a queen? Or, like, I don't know, but it's like everybody... Are you even on the board? Are, are you even on the board? Right, there you go. Do you Going even back know, to being a player and being a spectator. Do you even know that the game of chess exists? Mm -hmm. So, like, you know, like, for me, it's like, I just want to be, like, I'm just so thankful to be on this platform right here with you because, like, you're a powerful brother and you're a very vulnerable brother. Talking it. about, you know, you've hit me up. Like, yo, get it. I see you working out. You I always see you, like, speaking positivity. I always see you yeah. speaking positive about your boys. Yeah. I always see you on Instagram, like, working out with your wife, like, 5.30 in the morning. Like, yeah. Yeah, my yeah, man's yeah. running before the sun is up. So it's like, yeah. how do you start? Yeah. You start one step at a time. One breath at a time. Like, you, the day that you sign up to the gym, it's not the day you, you get the six-pack. No, 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 no. <laughs> the day you walk into the gym is the day you start. Yeah. Just, just start by starting. And, like, oh, just to expand on that, right? Like, so many people get intimidated, and they'll be like, oh, you know, but uh, but they always have the but, you know. And to touch on one other thing, you said money. Money's medicine. I, I believe money gives you options, right? So, like, like, look, I've had that situation. Just to give you guys an example, my mother was sick, and her, her medication wasn't covered by her insurance. Luckily, I, I had money. I was like, all right, well, $300 not uh, for insulin. I was going to be very straight. They didn't cover that type of insulin. They only covered generic insulin. And the pharmacy didn't have that generic insulin. So what happens? My mom doesn't get insulin? I was like, no, here, here's the so money. Shout out to you because you invested to figure out that problem. But if you didn't have that 
asset, you'd be stressed. Correct. Correct. So Correct. it doesn't make you're not happy that your mom is going through this situation, but you're less stressed because you have the means. Yes, I'm able to have options. And, and, and that's the thing we were speaking about earlier, like scarcity and abundance. Yeah, we we're speaking about so much good stuff. We were speaking about basically how do you know? Like, who, does everybody get to go on the trip and all these other oh, things? Okay, okay. Right. We talk, we were talking. All right. So just to give context, we were talking about people, and as you meet them in your life, and if they're gonna be in your life for your life or for a season or for a year or for two. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and we're speaking about these things and it's like the people that open up their eyes get to go on the trip. Mm -hmm. The people that take control of their lives get to go on the trip. The people that don't make any excuses get to go on the trip. My goal this year was to wake up before 5 a.m. every single year. Oh, We're, closing, we're closing out the year right now in, in a couple of days. You done it? I didn't wake up every day at 5 a.m. <laughs> you, you feel me? Like, 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 like look at you and your, and, your, and your wife. I'm pretty sure your goals are to work out Monday through Friday and do something like Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. There's days that your body doesn't feel like getting up and you miss. Oh. So just because you miss day 132 of the gym, it does not mean that next day is day one. It just means that next day is 133 on the journey and you miss one day. Yeah. Just because you miss a day, you don't reset all over again. So it's about like taking these little incremental steps because growth this happens like this you have to just take one step in that direction every single day it starts with financing another thing that i wanted to talk about like the gym waking up at 5 a.m just try it stop making excuses get an accountability partner do it with your sister your brother your neighbor something like that like there's so many opportunities out here and there's so many ways to like be free of yourself like I was talking to another couple, and this is the last one I'm gonna give because yo, I love my immigrants and I love my athletes. Okay. I love athletes because it doesn't matter how good you are at a sport. Like, I know that you are an athlete and you showed up to practice every single day and you were able to tolerate your coach's bad breath and screaming. Endure. Yeah, right? Endure. Yeah. So you were there. So I can trust the athlete to show up, right? And I love immigrants too, because yo, my parents are immigrants. Once you get on that plane and you go and you leave your country and you leave everything behind. There's nothing you should be scared of. There's nothing to be scared of. Yeah? That's it. That's yeah. it. You right? go to a country, you don't even speak the language. So, um, something that I tell immigrants too, like especially couples, I'm mean, like, look, listen, I just came here. Things are very difficult. A great way to invest in real estate is between both of you, each, save five hundred, um, that five hundred each. That's a thousand dollars a month. At the end of the year, that's going to be $12,000. If you do that for two years, that's $24,000. Now, imagine if you take your income tax and her income tax. Yo, you guys might be like at $30,000, $35,000. After two years, you can invest in your FHA, mm -hmm. in your first conventional loan. Like, there's ways to do these things. It just takes people like us to be the teachers or the front four leaders. Going back to what I said to you, there's something special about having somebody in your corner. Because some people, they don't believe. I get more people attracted to me because I, I just, I kind of, I'm a businessman and I just share what I do, right? That's what I believe I do. I, um, I just share, this is what I'm doing. It's my journey. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, when it's all said and done, I'm in the ground. My grandkids can look me up and be like, oh, grandpa, it's great. Look at you. And all this should be documented, right? But um, what we what we do to show people, like, if you've done it, unfortunately, people are like, show me that you did it, then I'll do it, right? So then, of course... As you ascend and you start doing shit, because you've been talking about it for years. You've been telling your father, your dad, I'm doing this, ah, that local. Then you do it, yo, shit. It, listen, man, it's that step, right? So 
People usually have to see somebody that looks like them, talks like them, thinks like them to really believe it. That's why we wanted to be like the rappers and the athletes that had the Mercedes Benz because that was the only thing that we were able to associate with. Now we have us that people could look at. That is why this show is so important, first of all. And second of all, um, I forgot my train of thought. I was going to say something. Uh, Fuck. It'll come back. People that look like us and everything like that. Yeah. um, Oh, no, no. Going back to your accountability. You do 131 days, you miss one day, you go back 133, right? It's what you are, what you do most of the time, right? I tell my team that all the time. Like, yo, if you on YouTube, watching TV, and you should be prospecting or emailing or doing social media, or doing whatever you can to get new business, then you're going to be a YouTube guy. You're watching TV. Like, you're watching TV. That's what you're doing. You're watching Netflix. That's what you, that's what you, if you do that most of the time, those are the results you're going to get. If I work out all the time and I want to go crazy tomorrow and eat cheesecake all day, and I get back to the day after, I'm not going to look like the guy who eats cheesecake every day. You know, forever. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you yeah, understand Yeah, and look, 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 listen. Let's make, it, let's make a, a, an analogy with food and money. Okay. It's okay to have one cheat meal a day. If you have a strong breakfast, you have a cheat meal for lunch, and then you eat a fruit salad or a salad with chicken, grilled chicken, it's okay to have one bad meal a day. Mm-hmm. But three bad meals in a day, like, you're doing yourself a disservice. It's okay with money. To have one bad investment, Mm -hmm. to have one bad relationship, Mm -hmm. but switch it around. Control Mm -hmm. the narrative. We're in control of our narrative, bro. And and that's what people need to understand. That like I am loyal to my principles. The reason I am on this show is because I don't know you for that long. No. You and I have not exchanged too much. We met, we talked about the sneakers. Then you hit me up one day on the phone. Remember we're DMing? And, and, right. I'm, and I'm telling you how much I admire everything yeah. that you're doing. Absolutely. And listen, Absolutely. I, I hit up everybody on the phone and on Instagram. Mm-hmm. If I think that you're moving the culture forward, education forward, I admire that because there, I cannot do this alone. Mm-hmm. I'm an educator. I was an educator for 12 years, but what I am is I'm a student of life. Right. So the more that I learn, the more I will be able to teach. Right. So it's like, what is it that we're really doing out here? Like, everybody's in control. Everybody can do this. Just take one step in the right direction. Like, the month of October, I did no rice all of October. Okay. Zero rice. This month of November, my goal was every single day I want to be in the gym this month. So I've been in the gym every single day this month. Saturdays, I don't lift weights. I play basketball. Sundays, I stretch. I'm still working out. Yeah. It looks You're different. Yeah, it modal- looks different. Different modalities. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, you know, like, I just want all the kids that are 16, 15, 20, 21 that are in this era of social media teaching or, or you. Or 28, like my man over here. 28, right? Like that are all in this age of social media financial revolution. Listen, if you're not going to pick up a book or learn from your teacher or learn from us, go on Google, go on TikTok. Go on, it's, it's out there. The information is out there. Before there were gatekeepers. Now it's out there. Right. So what degree you might learn, that's mm-hmm. different because like... You're somebody who's a seasoned investor. Yeah, I've been around. I've done a it. seasoned real estate professional. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I know a lot about economics and a lot about real estate. But I can learn so much more from you. So just being able to be an adult learner and like being able to understand that like you deserve this. If you want abundance, you can get abundance. Yeah, you're from South Bronx. I'm you from the Heights. It. You work for it. You I'm work not, for abundance, right? I want to give some advice. Be loyal to your principles, not loyal to people. 
People who are loyal to your principles, align with your core principles, you can be loyal to those people. Just because you grew up with Papito, Miguel, and all these other people in third grade and everything like this, and they're running around doing all these other things, just because you know somebody for a long time doesn't mean that you should be loyal to them. Right? Now, if somebody that I just met, like Omar, Luis Omar, right? Mm -hmm. I can tell what his principles are. So easily, it's mm -hmm. easy for me to be loyal to you. Yeah, the vibration's there. Yeah. Yeah, it goes from the conversations that you have, right? Yeah. So, and then it's like, it all starts with you. You have to separate to elevate. On the way up, understand you're going to lose friends. You're going to lose family members. Your father might not believe on you like he didn't believe in me. Usually the case. My mother. That generation. Every single person who is next to you, except for maybe like one, is going to tell you, yo, you're crazy. Kanye. Mm -hmm. Every single person that's next to you is going to tell you, you can't do it. You can't do it. And then what is going to happen is those people are either going to become fans, haters, or collaborators. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, like, um, I always ask people, like, whether I get in a cab or I go to a restaurant, what's the best piece of advice you could give me? Oh, yeah? Yeah, whether it comes from money, relationships, health, anything. What's the best, what's the best advice you could give me on anything in the world? Mm -hmm. Oh, talk to me. Live your truth. Live your truth because nobody's going to make you happy. You have to find your own happiness. And, you know, as long as you're not hurting anybody else, it should work. It should work. Live your truth. All right, guys, if you want to contact Chris, Chris, please speak to the camera and tell him where to get you. Um, you can reach me at Chris Works on all platforms. My name is Christopher Laura. I go by Chris Laura, L-O-R-A. I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. Um, if you hit me up, I'll reply with a voice note. And if you want my phone number, Mike Jones, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, looking forward to connecting with everybody and looking forward to listening to this podcast and looking forward to all the great things that Omar has planned in 2024. Yo, I can't wait to see what this thing looks like. All right, I'll talk to you guys later.